Welcome to the Cosmic Business Breakthrough Podcast. I'm your host, Sophia Palace, and this podcast is for soulful entrepreneurs who want to harness the cosmic power of astrology to elevate their message, unlock flow, and attract their best clients ever. Join me every week and get excited to discover how you can use the energy of the cosmos to get the business breakthrough you've been waiting for. Today, we are going deep into the dark underworld of the planet Pluto. Now, never fear, we are joined in this exploration of the planet Pluto by amazing professional astrologer Georgina Sierra, who is going to walk us through what a Pluto transit might look like for us and how we can work with Pluto to transform our lives and our businesses. Welcome back to another episode of the Cosmic Business Breakthrough. I am really delighted to be welcoming an amazing astrologer to the show today. Georgina Sierra is someone that I met through our mentoring group with Sam Reynolds. She's a professional astrologer based in Sydney. And what I love about your story, Georgina, is that you are a scientist who is now an astrologer. So tell us about how that all came to be for you. And we're going to dive into the depths of Pluto shortly, which I'm really excited about. But tell us about your story, how you you came into astrology and what the science degree and all of that has to do with it. Well, firstly, thanks for having me on and inviting me. I'm so excited. Technically, I've been an astrologer since I was 11, but an amateur astrologer. So my late father would walk me to school. I was in primary school and he always wanted to see his star sign prediction for the day. And now I'm showing my vintage here. Yeah, the show Good Morning Australia with Bert Newton was on and Karen Morgold, who's still active as an astrologer. She's gorgeous. And he had to be a Capricorn. So we had to wait all the way through for Capricorn and then we could go. Of course. from there, I was like, well, hang on, well, so what am I? And I found out I was a Libra and that, that's when it's like the sparks. Now, I had strict yet very open-minded Greek parents and they got me onto this path without me even knowing it. And a few years later, my mum got Linda Goodman's Star Signs and she read it. It's one of the few books in English that she's read multiple times. And she said to me, you've got to read this. And when I read that book, I went, my mum just just blown about other dimensions and all these things and how astrology goes into it that sparked something it was like one astrology book after another and then I got her sun signs and the the relationship one where you look up and I was a teenager then it's so pathetic you like find out what that boy's star sign is and you look it up and see if they're compatible but a lot of the time you're like but that doesn't make sense the relationship I'll have with this other sign as a Libra so that's when I sort of got into it more and found out you've got to look at the whole chart and what have you. But I just stuck to the basics, like the sun signs. Trying to cut a long story short, 
I went into science and I was working for a scientific organization, a government one, and I was known as one of the woo-woo scientists. So, you know, and over our lunch breaks, everyone's like, so tell me more about Aries. Yeah. Tell me more about Taurus. And I, I remember one guy saying, I'm an Aries, my wife's a Pisces, is it going to work? Oh. <laughs> On the offset, I'm thinking, no. No. <laughs> but you, ca- you can't judge it by the sun sign. Exactly. Look at their Venus, look at their Juno, look at like the whole composite charts, their charts in sinistry. And I, I would tell them, look, I need to see your charts. Can't don't have the time to do that. I didn't have exactly the training at the time to do it either. So it always stuck with me. And then when my Pluto square Pluto transit happened, when it was exact, everything turned upside down. Like I would say it went to, I don't want to swear, I won't look professional. But you can imagine, insert expletive. (laughs) It was at a time where I was made redundant. My father passed away. Everything just turned upside down. But as my professional career went down the drain, my personal life started coming up. You know, after a drought, I actually ended up finding my husband and we're still together, all being well. And everything went really well from then on. And I remember thinking, when I'm on maternity leave, I'm going to start studying astrology. So I started buying all these books, but I just never, I was just too tired when I was pregnant. And you don't get enough time with a baby. <laughs> so this was with my first pregnancy. And one was, it was about six months after I gave birth. And I thought, why don't I start studying astrology? All I'm doing is taking care of my baby. I know it sounds horrible, but I just couldn't just sit on my laurels and just, you know, do the mum thing, even though I love doing it. I just needed something else, extra stimulation. So I looked up, you know, where I could start studying astrology and Sydney Astrology School came up and I got in touch with the lovely Mark Lawrenson and he said, as it would have it, I'm starting level one tomorrow. You miss out on the early bird, but if you register now, you can start. And I did. And The rest is history. And that was with my Pluto square, Pluto transit, and with Neptune as well. And I knew at the time something wasn't right. I wasn't exactly going crazy, even though I thought about it, (laughs) I was going crazy. But everything was changing, and it wasn't until I learned about transits, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. I'm in my midlife crisis. That's what a lot of people experience with especially the Pluto square, Pluto transit. So I guess that's the nutshell of how I got into it. But, you know, the science cap is still there. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I love the story of how you got into it. I think it's so awesome that your dad loved reading or loved listening to his horoscope. And the fact that you're a scientist and also you kind of merge the science with your love of the stars and the planets. And we have to, you know, we often get this kind of label of woo-woo, right, when we talk about astrology, but ultimately it used to be considered a science and there is a lot of maths involved (laughs) in astrology, a lot more than I was expecting, no. And there's a lot of understanding of the planets, the, the way the universe came to be. Like that's a part of what we do as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So today we're going to take a deep dive into Pluto because this is one of the planets that you're particularly interested in because of this midlife transit that you went through that kind of changed everything and you forged this new career path as an astrologer. Yeah. So can you tell us about the planet Pluto? What do we need to know to understand 
Pluto energy. And as my son always tells me, being a bit of a, a science geek, he's like, Pluto's not really a planet, mum. Like it's not a planet anymore. <laughs> so tell us about that, you know, from a scientific and an astrology perspective. So Pluto was considered a planet and now seeing in schools that they're not including it, just no, it's like (laughs) old school. But, you know, my son was like doing going up to Neptune and I'm like, and Pluto? And he goes, no. And I'm like, oh, no, okay. (laughs) I went into here a little bit older to explain. But I guess the reason why Pluto was demoted was because of how it rotates around the sun. It's not in the plane of the sun. So every other planet is going in the same plane of rotation as the sun, but Pluto does his own thing. He does this huge ellipse and goes maybe 45 degrees. Don't quote me on that. But if you see, you know, diagrams, he's really like, this is the sun, the plane, and he's going this way and he's going around. His orbit goes inside that of Neptune, which you don't really have much of that with the other planets. And you'd think, wouldn't they collide? But, oh, Neptune goes around, what, 165 years to go around the sun and Neptune takes 248. So by the time that happens, they never collide, thank goodness. But he does his own thing. So so does Pluto in sort of an interpretive aspect in astrology. But to understand Pluto, we need to go back to Greek mythology to understand him. So he was known, or still known, as Hades or Avis. Now, if you tell a Greek Avi, they'll be like, what? Why? Why? What's going on? It's the devil. Ah. But if you say Plutonas, they're like, oh, yeah, because Pluton means wealth or Plusio. Like Plusios is someone who's rich. So he was known from ancient times as the giver of spiritual wealth. And that's what a Pluto transit is. Ah. He's also known as the creative destroyer. Mm-hmm. So I like to think of him as the builder who comes and buys your house that you've lived in since you were born, demolishes it right in front of your very eyes and builds this beautiful yes. complex and gives you the penthouse or the apartment that you are meant to have that is right. absolutely gorgeous. So he was the god of the underworld. Mm-hmm. And to understand Pluto and what he does for you in your life, you really have to go there to the base of your chart, so to speak. You have to go deep inside and Mm. see what you really want to do with your life when you have a Pluto aspect. I don't know if you've seen on Netflix the show Lucifer. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I have (laughs) seen Lucifer. (laughs) And he always says, what do you most truly desire? And when I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, that is so Pluto. (laughs) Because that's what he asks of you. He'll demolish it everything, demolish, and it asks you, what do you want to do with your life? Because Mm. what you did before is not conducive to the person you're meant to be. So if you carry that with you, it's not going to sustain you. You've got to get rid of it, build yourself up again so you can move forward to who you're meant to be. That's what Pluto does. And he is scary, but if we see a Pluto transit, it's like seeing not so much an enemy but a teacher or a force to be reckoned with and go and write, face them head on. Because if you don't face him head on, he will face you head on. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I think when it comes to the planet of death, 
coming around. <laughs> we get a little bit nervous. So there's this dual aspect to Pluto kind of like you've touched on already. It's got that kind of decomposing idea or concept behind Pluto. Like things have to decompose in order to be reborn again, like go back Absolutely. into the earth to, to regrow. So yeah. there's that part of Pluto of like let's demolish things, let's decompose things. But the other part of Pluto that is what is it that you most desire? How is this happening? How is the wealth and the desire and the really big things in life, how are you making those things happen too? Yeah. I think there's that duality to Pluto. It's like on the one hand it's destroying and on the other hand it's granting you these big gifts. Yeah, absolutely. So a Pluto square Pluto transit, tell us about what that means for us who are in like that midlife stage. Tell us a bit about, yeah, how it comes to be and then what happens at a Pluto square Pluto. <laughs> well, I'm finding from like say uh, early mid 20th century till about the 1970s if you were born around that time, you get Pluto coming at you first. For those born from around 1979, 1980, you're getting your midlife Pluto square, Pluto transit, and Neptune square, Neptune right at the same time. Like me. I yeah. Feel, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> My husband's getting that too. He's, right. oh, he's at, oh, I'm trying to remember. His Pluto is like two degrees Scorpio. <laughs> yeah. And he's feeling it already. And he's like, you know, with all these other things that are going on in life, he's like, don't feel right. I'm really anxious. I think I'm losing my mind. And I'm like, hold it right there. You think you're losing your mind. You don't feel like yourself. Things are changing. You don't understand how everything on the surface is the same, but everything is inside. It's that spiritual aspect. He goes, yes. And I'm like, it's your midlife crisis. <laughs> and he's like, come on. And I'm like, you're married to an astrologer. What else am I going to say? <laughs> but it's true. It. You feel like you're going nuts. And mm. clients that I see specifically for their midlife transits, the first mm. thing they'll say to me is, I feel like I'm going nuts. I always ask them, how's life for you going right now? I'm going nuts. I'm losing it. Do I need to go see a psychiatrist? And I'm like, no. 99.999% <laughs> of them, no. They're not losing their mind. But things are changing. They're starting to see things differently. It's a big turning point because it starts setting you up for the next transits that you're going to have in the middle of your life like the Neptune, square Neptune, and Uranus opposition. So you're looking at Pluto starting a good maybe six to eight-year transition from the first half of your life to the second half of your life. It is a really big transit. The only thing you could really do is take one day at a time and meditate on it, and, and you'll see, as I said, he's the spiritual, he's the giver of spiritual wealth. He's teaching you something really deep down, and depending on the houses where it's at, it's to be your true authentic self, you know. It doesn't cut it anymore. And I remember, oh, I remember ladies being in their 50s where I used to work and we went to a lunch and they're like, oh, once you hit your 40s, you don't care anymore, you say it as it is, you know who you are. And I'm like, oh, and I was about, yeah, in my late 20s and I'm like, can I do that? And they're like, no, you have to go through the 30s. And But I didn't know what that was and that's what it is. You finally know who you are. And you know what? When you get to the other side of it, you will see that you are so much better than what you were before. If I said to you and I said to everyone, if you could go back to when you were 35, would you like to be that same person? And 
100% will say no because they don't want to go through it again. <laughs> you do face a bit of darkness. Not that, you know, I'm going to have nightmares and, and all that and mm. woo-woo or whatever, like Halloween and stuff, but it's mm. that darkness within yourself and sort of rationalising what you want to do with your life, if anything is sustainable. That makes total sense and I think that whole midlife transit time can be really confusing for many of us because it is like the status quo no longer works and whether it's, you know, Uranus, Pluto, Neptune, or all of them together, that yeah. will give you a really big shake-up in your life and really help you get clear on what it is that you want, what it is that you truly desire, and how to show up and be your authentic self. I think it's important to just explain that because Pluto has this very long orbit, this strange and long orbit, it takes about 250 years for Pluto to get back to the same place it was in. So we won't experience Pluto in all of the signs in our lifetime. We only experience Pluto in a couple of signs. A few generations ago, they didn't have their Pluto square Pluto transit until like their 50s or, or 60s or something. There's one. Yeah, there was. Yeah, it was delayed. Yeah, it was delayed. So we're lucky that we're getting our Pluto transit in now because it is such a life-changing and life-affirming transit. But it's important to know that, yeah, you're not going to experience Pluto necessarily in your rising sign or in your sun sign. Only some people will have that. And you'll only have this transit, this square aspect where Pluto is square, the place that you have it in your birth chart for this one period in your life. You're not going to experience it again. It's a, No, it'll never come back. It's a once-only transit and it happens at around this kind of late 30s, early 40s stage in now and in this current generation. So it is something that I'm about to go through myself. You may, however, experience Pluto square your moon or, you know, or conjunct your moon or, or conjunct your sun or other things. And if you have, you know, a lot of Capricorn energy, you might have had Pluto on your sun or moon or rising or other important planets, but particularly on the big three, I suppose, would be where you're really going to feel it. Is that is that how you would you would see it as well? Yeah, I have Capricorn moon, so it it was been going backwards and forwards over my moon, and my moon is also part of a big aspect in my chart. So it's pretty much been lighting up half of my chart for the past fifteen years, and that's why everything has changed. Pretty much, he's just coming, going. No, Georgina, everything you've been doing up until then is just not right for you. You've got to go back on track to where you're meant to be. Do I wish I knew before then? Maybe not, because once you're on the right track, so to speak, or where you're meant to go after that, I'd, I'd say the key thing is don't be too hard on yourself. Like, oh, why didn't I do that earlier? Because remember, you've learned a lot of things in the first forty years of your life that you can apply. To if you if you go down a different track, especially career wise, you know you can. What's the word? Not, not cross train, not upskill, upskill. But you know, you, you know when you take one type of concept in one field and put it into another one, and then you might get a patent out of it or something. It's like, oh, why didn't we think of that? You know, you can take transferable skills. That's transferable skills. That's it. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah, I guess that's kind of what I have done with my own business, you know, taken something, you know, marketing, marketing, and then upskilled in the astrology and then transferred those skills from marketing and, and marketing coaching, business coaching into, you know, merging it in with astrology. And for you, like, obviously having that science background and then going into astrology means that you approach your astrology work with these skills of a scientist, which I think is really powerful as well. And so that's, you know, whatever it is your business is focused on, when you have this transit, I suppose it can really highlight a new area that you want to go into, but how you can then transform the skill that you already have into this new version. And I guess that brings us to the next thing that I wanted to chat to you about, which is what do you think happens when we have Pluto impacting on a career part of our chart? You know, the, obviously the main career part of the chart is the 10th house, but it could be also aspecting the midheaven. It could be aspecting another of the workhouses as well, the second or the sixth house. What do you think that feels like or the benefits, I guess, of having Pluto affecting your career or your, or your business sector? I would look at the business like a person. Like you could look at it at a business chart and analyze it like a, like a person or go to an astrologer with it. And even your own personal chart, okay, and see where Pluto lies. Like I'll have Pluto going into my 10th house, crossing my midheaven and going to my 10th house in a few years. And I would say look at what it's aspecting when it makes that transit. So if it's making any squares, I would say ex or oppositions, Expect the challenges. Face what you need to build a bridge over to go where Pluto wants you to go. If you're making some really nice aspects like trines and sextiles, they're really good, but you don't want to get too complacent. Think, oh, I'm fine. This is going to be an easy Pluto transit. Now, Pluto wants you to go somewhere and you need to, you know, ride that wave. It's like surfing. It's like you've got to go on that wave, otherwise it's going to bring a really big one and say, you're going to go with this one <laughs> and knock you off your board. <laughs> so you need to see what else is happening in your chart, what else it's aspecting, especially the personal planets, either in your chart or your business chart. And it's good to see if it might be changing houses, definitely if it's going in the 10th, you know, is it aspecting anything in the 2nd and the 6th? You might have Pluto going over your ascendant, descendant, or IC. You might be going over your IC and aspecting something in your 10th house. What do you have to balance there with your homework life is really going to change that for you. Yeah, so your IC is the, the bottom of your chart. It is the, the home sector, the home base or the private life, what you don't really share with others that you keep for yourself. So if you have a Pluto aspect there, you might be very internally focused or having a very deep internal transformation or a transformation in your home life, maybe some sort of revelation about your ancestry. Because Pluto can bring these kind of revelatory moments, kind of be like, oh, now I see something that I didn't know before. All of a sudden something becomes exposed to us with Pluto as well. Yeah, he'll bring it up and he will show it to the world, so to speak. Definitely show it to you. But if you're not in your truth and if you don't listen, that's when it, it, it'll feel the hardest. If you go with the flow and see where he's taking you, oh, my gosh, it's, it's, it's amazing where you'll get to. I mean, I can only say that because I'm on the other side of the transit. Yeah. <laughs> but beforehand you're like, oh. And, you know, people born in the 90s. 
who mm. might be listening to this, you'll experience it after your Neptune transit. Oh, you know, right. If um, Neptune first. Yeah. So tell us about Pluto and power and wealth. If we're having a Pluto activation in a business part of our chart or in a career part of our chart, what can we expect in terms of our power dynamics in general? What would you say is happening there? I'm more of a you know, modern astrologer, so I would associate Pluto with the eighth house, which is all about your power in relationships, what you've given away. So when you have a, a Pluto transit, you need to see where have you given your power away? Because if you've, let's say you're in a job that you're not paid your worth, you hate it, but you stay there because it pays the bills. But when you go through a Pluto transit, he's like, but you've given them your power. The, the paycheck is the power they have over you. And you'll be like, you might have this idea for a fantastic business that you want to start, but you're too scared to start it. I would say, don't leave your day job, but actually get out there, start that business. And, you know, when it builds up, of course, leave your day job, but get your power back. And you can see it in relationships. I had a client with Pluto transiting their Venus. It was in the second house and it was opposite Pallas Athena in the eighth house. The first thing I said to them, like they called me like, I want a reading yesterday. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can need a couple of days to prepare. <laughs> so when I met them, they were just sitting there like really still like, if I move, they'll know everything about me. I'm not going to give anything away. But the charts were speaking for themselves. And the first thing that came out of my mouth, sometimes I'm like, what did I just say? I said, why have you given your power away? And she just went, broke down in tears and I just went, great, I broke a client. <laughs> but she was like, I was like giving her the tissues and she said, I just filed for a divorce because I gave my power away. I just realised it. And they were of a very independent sign as well. And you're like, how did that come about? But it wasn't for me to go into that. But, you know, we explored that a little bit more. So, Pluto was showing this client, you've given away all of your power in your partnership. It's time to claim that back and be a goddess. And I'm sure even though they did or will have a difficult couple of years ahead, you know, they've also have Chiron return and, and all these things happening in their chart. I reassure them, you will get through this. It will end one day. And that's the other thing to remember. Once you get your power back, and Pluto sees you've got your power back, he'll back off. He will. It'll probably be when it's separating, but Pluto goes retrograde and he will always come back for a few returns to make sure you claimed your power back. Yeah, it's like Saturn, right? We don't get one pass of Saturn. Well, some people do, but most of the time we get three passes of Saturn because it goes retrograde, comes back and checks, and we have that integration time. Or that double checking time. Make sure you've done the thing you were supposed to do. So that's also what Pluto does. And it was interesting what you said about Pluto retrograde in Capricorn. Like there seems to be like this bit of a kind of contraction in business when Pluto goes retrograde. Is that what you've noticed? Like, yeah, especially in my business, because I, I was analyzing my chart the other day. And as I was saying, I, was, I did all the electional. I was like, yep, everything's over the horizon. I've got the, the ascendant that I want, but I didn't look where Pluto was. <laughs> Mind you, when you do electional astrology, you don't look at the outer planets. You don't normally look at the outer planets. Yeah. No. Mm. And my business Pluto is retrograding Capricorn in the seventh house. 
So every time in the past couple of years when Pluto has gone Capricorn over that degree, my business has been very slow. And as we're leaving Pluto in Capricorn now, for me, I was like, okay, it's a time to revise what's been going on, how I want to go ahead and actually use this time in a constructive way rather than just sit back and go, why has everyone forgotten me? (laughs) I need to pay the bills. It's like find other ways, find something else to help for your business to grow. I mean, being in the seventh house for me, it's like, you know, working with other people. So we need to see, you know, like what we've learned and, yeah, that introspection and seeing how we're going to go forward. So Pluto will go into Aquarius. I think it's direct now, but still in Capricorn. So things are slowly picking up a little right bit. Right at the end of Capricorn. So we've got those couple of degrees for it to inch across again into Aquarius. And then yeah. uh, he'll go into Aquarius in January. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not so excited about it, but, hey, that's all right. But the thing about Pluto and Aquarius is that it's going to be there for a long time. So we're going to have 20 years of Pluto hanging out in Aquarius. So if you do have any planets, points in Aquarius, you are going to feel this more than other people. Or if you have any major planets or points in the fixed sign, so that would be Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, or Aquarius. That's going to be that square aspect that you're going to get with this transit. So like me, I have Pluto in Scorpio. I'm going to get that square from Pluto in Aquarius. And then like you, it's going to hit my midheaven in Aquarius as well. So there's going to be a lot of Pluto happening. But I guess what we can take away from this chat is that Pluto transits are transformational, like by nature, they're transformational. It's not just a little blink and you miss it kind of transit, right? It's going to require a bit of depth, a bit of intensity, a bit of composting, a bit of throwing things out. Like we have had a few little Pluto activations lately in the sky in general. We've had a few Pluto activations and Pluto can be great for like decluttering for like clearing things out what else do you see we can use that Pluto energy practically for I I like to think of it like you know the caterpillar become becoming the butterfly yeah and that Pluto time is being in that cocoon going in there but also seeing you know you might have had a dream early in life you know if you're going through these midlife transits And you might have wanted to try the stage or, say, writing or something, but you let it go because of life, you know, got to pay the bills. It is also a time where Pluto will come in and go, why don't you give this a go? You might try it and fail miserably, okay, but you gave it a go. That's a really good thing. And he's made you see that, yep, you are a crap writer, but you're a really good screenwriter, you know. It it really sorts through the chaff, so to speak, yeah. And you move things out that just do not serve you anymore. The scary thing with that is it does include people, okay? So people will leave your life, not necessarily by death or anything like that, but the people that are have taught you what they're meant to teach you and you've taught them what they're, you're meant to teach them, they will go. You'll just grow apart. And you will see it really just does change everything. Pluto. Yeah, and I think I had Pluto Square Moon 
transit square my moon a few years ago. So the early 20s of Capricorn, right? That was my Pluto square moon moment. I would have probably been in my mid-30s. And yeah, definitely a lot of people sort of disappeared from my life. (laughs) You know, and I don't mean like that they died. They didn't. That was just, it was just like all of a sudden there were a lot of people that were no longer part of my life anymore. Or, you know, it was like things just changed and those relationships just stopped. And it wasn't like I did anything specific to stop them. It was just like they fell away. And I think that that's a really important thing to understand about Pluto. It's like an eclipse energy, isn't it? It's like you don't actually have to participate in even in the letting go. The letting go is happening. <laughs> it's going to happen no matter what, yeah. The releasing <laughs> is happening. If you can participate in it, you might find like it's a little bit more productive for you if there are ways you can release things from your life. Like notice, oh, yes, like habits, for instance. You know, would you think having Pluto and you going through your sixth house, maybe you're releasing some really toxic habits that you had before. It can be really helpful to have that kind of a transit. Like it's not always releasing relationships. It could be releasing all sorts of things. Could be something that you're eating even that you think is innocuous but is causing such inflammation in your body or an allergic reaction that you really need to get rid of. And, you know, you might have some health issues that really need attention. Otherwise, as you go forward, it would just it is not conducive to you going forward. You can't live with that. Yeah. You can't yeah. you can't move forward effectively while you're still holding on to that thing. So Pluto is going to come and say, okay, time to release that. And that's really important, I think, with the like the sixth house being a workhouse as well. It could be if, if you're having Pluto in your house of work and service, you might notice some bad work habits that need to go, some bad health habits that need to go, some ways of working that need to go and you need to like rethink Maybe even your workplace can be like that sixth house energy too. And the same goes for, I guess, your 10th house. So as Pluto comes through your 10th house, this is for you and you and me to consider, isn't it? What is it about our our career, our public reputation sector that that we need to let go of as this kind of comes in here? What are we holding on to that maybe we don't need anymore as part of our public reputation, as part of our career? Is that something that you'll be thinking about as you have this transit? Oh, definitely. But I'm also like, it's going to last 20 years. It's going to last 20 years, yeah. <laughs> That's something I have 20 years to think about. <laughs> That's right. No rush. No, no rush. And again, <laughs> it'll happen and then you'll look back and go, oh, right. That's why that happened. Yeah. Yeah, Like absolutely. now that makes yeah. sense. Of course I had to let go of that thing or that client or that person or that habit or whatever it is. It will all make sense later, right? It does. It makes sense afterwards. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the beauty of it. But when you're going through it, you're in the dark. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> Literally, that's a, that's yeah. the Pluto thing. We're, we're in the dark. We're in the underworld going through it. So it can be challenging, but it also can be really empowering, right? Because as you say, like, you notice the places where you have given away your power 
or lost your power and you're able to regain that within yourself. Absolutely. You know, and it might be something that you've known for a long time Mm. but don't know how to get your power back. Mm. And it's like the universe saying like, yeah, like an eclipse going, no, this isn't going to last for you. You you cannot live like this any longer. Mm. And if you don't listen, things will happen. Yeah. bringing all that energy inward and you're like, oh, okay, this happened. And then you start going on that internal journey. Like when I went through my transit, it was like two sharp peaks, two mountains that were like made of black onyx. So there was no way you could climb out of it. And in the yeah. valley, it was quicksand. And I was up to it, right up to here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to scare everyone. That's, that's a, what it that's felt like to me. visual, yes. I'm drowning here because yeah. I was trying to hold on to the things mm. that were not right for me anymore. And when I let go, I started to float. And I was like, well, I can either right. go to the shore, I can either go to the back, the mountain that I came from, or go forward, yeah. you know. And it didn't matter where I went, but I eventually mm. I made it to those and those slippery mountains had, you know, ledges mm. on them and I was able to climb myself out of it. Yeah. So don't fight it. You've got to surrender, surrender to the Pluto transit. Yeah. Let him take you there. Mm. Before I stop recording, is there anything in particular that you want people to go to, like what you want to tell people about yourself or what you want, what you're currently working on? If you want to know more about Pluto, I have an e-book named Pluto and Aquarius that you can find on my website or Apple iBooks. And also at the moment I'm just working on some other writing projects, astrology projects. So they'll be coming out in the next couple of years. And, um, yeah, if anyone's interested in a midlife reading or reading in general, they can just get Mm -hmm. in touch with me through my website. All right. This has been such a fun chat. I am so glad that I had you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks for joining me on the Cosmic Business Breakthrough. If you'd like to learn more about what I do, head to sophiapalace.com or follow me at sophiapalace over on Instagram. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment and review the show if you found it helpful and share it with a few friends. Thanks again, and I'll speak to you next time.